when you're in the diaspora and you're rushing home from work to prepare and life's just carrying on as normal for everyone. Whereas in Israel, everybody's carrying hot dishes to go to their family's house. Their traffic's terrible everywhere with everyone trying to get to the same places. And it's just a very special feeling. If you haven't ever celebrated a holiday in Israel, I highly recommend it as a once in a lifetime experience. You're listening to Your Jewish Life, Your Way with Karen Cinnamon, the podcast that explores what it feels like to be Jewish or Jewish in 2023. On the show, we divulge all of the secrets and know-how to being confident in celebrating and living your Jewish life, your way, with easy, simple ways to embrace your mishpacha through the traditions and rituals you've been dying to learn more about. So save your kvetching, we're talking less Jewish guilt and more Jewish joy here on out. Yalla, forget about the right and wrong ways to be Jewish. It's time to create a Jewish life you love living. Happy Passover, Chag Sameach, all of that. I'm sure by the time you're listening to this, you are in full Passover spirit. You are mutzering, you have probably had Seder, or you might be having Seder tonight if you're listening to this on Wednesday. What, anyway, I'm bringing this out the day before Passover 2023. If you haven't realized and you're listening to this on the day it comes out, Passover is tomorrow. It begins tomorrow evening, Wednesday, April the 5th, first Seder night, and it goes all the way through to Thursday evening, April the 13th. It's here. How do you love this holiday? Is it is it one of your favorites? Everybody's got different views on this. It's a lot of people's favorite holiday. I've been immersed in all things Passover, running the Your Jewish Life account, being inside Smashing Life, our community membership app, which by the way is the place to be. We are just sharing all our menus, recipes, talking about what we want to break free from. I think it's a really nice symbolic time of year with Passover representing freedom and breaking free. What do you want to break free from in the coming months? Um, It's a really, really great time to do this. It's also a lovely time of year to hear about stories of freedom. I'm going to be talking to you about some of my Seder nights over the years, from childhood all the way up to our Seder night last year, which was very emotional, the first one without my mum. So I'm going to be running through some of those memories. And One of the things that comes to mind when I say that is not last year, which was the first one without my mom, but actually the one before, which was the last one with my mom, I was inspired by PJ Library to make it more child-friendly. At the time I had my two girls were probably six and seven. And instead of just doing Haggadah, 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 also talk about actual stories of freedom and my mom shared her story of fleeing from Iraq as a child to Israel because of being persecuted for being Jews and and what that was about and that was that was incredible to hear that and to have her share that uh, obviously I didn't know it was going to be our last Seder together but anyway I digress I'm here to share my stories of Passover over the years, tell you a little bit about what it means to me, and hopefully inspire you to have your best Passover ever your way. You know, we are all about doing the things that spark meaning and joy and dropping the shoulds. Some people find that controversial. Some people like to just follow the rule books and tell other people off for not following the rules, but not us. We are here to not judge, but to inspire you to to do it your way. There's so many beautiful ways to be Jewish. 
And I'm here to help you find the, the, the ways that inspire you, that, that bring meaning and joy. Meaning, I think, is the real word. You know, it's not always about joy. If it brings joy, all fantastic. But it's also about meaning and spirituality and, and what it brings to you. And I hope I can help you find that with Passover. If you want to hear about that with all other aspects of life, listen to all the previous episodes. I do want to do a quick plug also for my Jewish Joy Journal, which is such a great book to journal through if you're talking about things you're breaking free of, or you want to bring all the goodness to the front, or you need to be inspired to live your Jewish life your way. My Jewish Joy Journal is the book for you. And we do have a little Passover voucher code for you to use for a 10% discount as a podcast listener just use the code jewishjoypodcast at jewishjoyjournal.com and uh, you can get a 10% discount because I think this is a great time of year for renewal as are so many Jewish holidays so first question I want to ask you is how do you feel about Passover is it one of your favorite holidays do you like the menu planning do you like the Seder night do you like the togetherness or is it not one of your favorites? And if so, tell me why. I always love hearing from you at Your Jewish Life on Instagram, obviously Inside Smashing Life if you're inside my membership community, which is jamming, it's popping, it's buzzing. We have just brought it all onto an app and it is just the place to be um, if you're young, you're Jewish and you want to meet other like-minded women. So make sure you check out smashinglife.club and come over onto the app. And um, it may say waitlist. We are having a lot of people join us. And so it's just staggering input. But if you sign up to the waitlist, you will be the first to know when doors open. So I want to start by sharing some of my stories of Seder nights over the years, from childhood all the way up to last year 2022 and as far as this year 2023 I will share some snippets on Instagram I think and inside Smashing Life. We it will be the first year this year that we have a Seder night of our own in our brand new house. We moved you if you're a listener of the podcast you'll know that we moved house last summer into our forever home and uh, lots to do here but still very much very, very much a, a warm, hospitable home to host our first Seder night. It's so exciting. So that's happening tomorrow night. I'm very lucky. I've got a very hands-on husband and we do everything together. So we'll be prepping together, cooking together, laying the table together, doing everything together. And that's lovely. The kids love it. They love getting involved. They also love helping with the prep and Jeremy's grandma, my husband's grandma, has passed on some beautiful traditions that they do together. You know, they bake little Passover macaroons and it's just lovely. I will share some snapshots. So that's I'm projecting. That's what's happening tomorrow night. But I want to rewind all the way back to my childhood. Thought it'd be quite fun to share some of my memories. So my first Seder memory is actually probably when I'm about seven or eight. And the reason I've got a memory of this and other sages is I think there's a photo around somewhere of me at the Seder night. So if you want to create memories, take photos of your Seder nights, because I think that's the only reason that I remember this memory. So I was about eight or nine. For some reason, I remember a friend of mine being with us for Seder night. I don't know why, because she's Jewish and I don't know why she wasn't with her family. And there's pictures of us hunting for the Afi came in. And I think that is such a great Seder memory for kids. And I love the way with Jewish tradition, there's always, there's always some surprises. There's always some things to make it extra meaningful for all ages. And I absolutely 
used to love the hunting of the Ephicomen. I must admit, I don't remember too much else about my childhood Seder nights apart from sitting around the table and waiting for the food. I like to think that we hopefully make things a little more engaging for our children. Um, thanks to a lot of the resources from places like PJ Library and just their own Hebrew education. My, my kids go to Sunday school or Hebrew school, as you call it in America, and they know about all the little traditions. And we also teach them things. And I just think when I look back on my childhood, it was just sort of a bit of going through the motions. So the Seder nights that we did in my childhood in London were sort of my dad, Ashkenazi, British, sort of doing the doing the Haggadah and us all sort of patiently waiting for the food and my mum creating her incredible Sephardi dinners and the Afikomen and that's kind of what I remember. Then as we get older, my pet, my mum's from Israel, we have a huge and wonderful and very close family in Israel and I remember we didn't used to go to Passover for Israel as a child but as we got older, my mum started wanting to go to Israel not just in the summers, but also for Passover and Rosh Hashanah every year. So she and my dad used to go there for Passover. And we, I joined her here and there, you know, as I moved into teenagers, 20s. I didn't always travel, obviously, with my parents to be with the family in Israel. So often I was on my own here for Passover, tagging along to sort of friends, Seder nights. If I'm honest, I can't think of any, my husband doesn't like when I use that phrase, if I'm honest, because it sounds like everything else I'm saying is dishonest, which isn't true at all, obviously. But when I say that, it's because it's not a very nice thing to say. That's why I'm prefacing it with if I'm honest, because I don't actually have any memories in the bank of any of those Seder nights at friends or people that I tag along to. Isn't that interesting? So I'm going to share some memories of when I did go to Seder night in Israel with my family. So my mom is of Iraqi descent one of five. I have about 15 first cousins in Israel. We are so close. Just noise and laughter and craziness and singing and togetherness and tradition and smiles and kids running around. And it's just the best, best, best feeling is the Chagim in Israel with my family there. You know how much I love being Jewish and all the good stuff, but you know, all my life I've tried to find a community that feels authentic, inclusive and fun. And it's hard as a modern Jewish woman, you're running around, busy, lots going on, but you want that space where you've got your like-minded Jewish women around you, your squads, your girls. And you also feel empowered to go out there and live your best Jewish life. And that's why I created Smashing Life. It is now all inside an app. It's at your fingertips, on your phone, and it's everything you could possibly want as a modern Jewish woman. We've got Jewish calendar, Jewish recipes, incredible chats, conversations. It is the place where Jewish women discover, share, and connect. So I invite you to join my community where there's no labels, no judgment, just authentic connection at smashinglife.club. I'll see you at smashinglife.club. Moving on to sort of my 30s was when I started dating my now husband, Jeremy. We started dating in September 2011. And I knew that a big part of me was tied up with my Israeli identity that I wanted him to see. And I wanted to bring him to Israel to meet my family in Israel. So April 2012, when we we're still dating, we weren't engaged yet. 
I invited him to come to Israel to do Seder night with me there and meet my family there. And he said yes, but I didn't know that what a big deal it was that he was coming because I think it's a really, really big deal for him to do Passover with his family here. I think it was the first Passover that he he wasn't with his family. So not that I realized at the time what a big deal it was him saying yes to come out, but anyway, he did. And he was obviously bowled over. He'd never seen a Seder night where there were so many people that a microphone had to be passed around. There's 50 of us. Um, so what we do in Israel is because there's so many of us, we host it a different member of the family each time. This time it was at my mom's youngest sister, Dora, who I'm really close to, all the cousins. It was just, you know, everybody, because there's so many of us, everybody brings dishes. So there's lots of dishes cooked by lots of people. It's all about the food. Obviously, it's all buffet style. Obviously, you know, go around doing everything first and then food, 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 chatter, 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 laughter, good times. So, yeah, it was a big deal bringing him there and my family meeting him and it was great. And then the interestingly enough, the first time I brought my children to Israel to meet the family in Israel was also for a Passover. I think that would have been April, probably something like 2017 when my girls were two and three. I wanted them to meet my family in Israel with my mom. I, you know, I, I've always had a fear of, you know, losing my mom or something like that. And I thought, I want to bring them to Israel. I don't want my children to meet my family in Israel without my mom being part of this as well. So yeah, I'm not going to go there about the fear of losing mom, but you know, it all relates to something that happened in childhood and that anxiety has stayed with me for life. But anyway, we went to Israel for Passover in 2017. We did it at this time at one of my cousin's houses who lives in a moshav. Beautiful big house, big garden. Again, 50 of us, 60 of us, buggies, kids, older kids, teenagers. So by this time, we've got four generations there. We've got my mum's generation, my generation, who I call the cousins, the cousins' children, and some of the children have been on our babies as well. So it's four generations. My grandparents passed away. I think my, my grandma, no, my grandpa passed away when I was about early 20s. So we haven't had that generation in the family for a long time, but still four generations. So yeah, we're probably more than about 50 of us, maybe 60 of us. And it was amazing fun. Again, I remember Jeremy particularly enjoyed hearing one of my uncles sing through the Haggadah in this sort of Safadi style. I'm doing a terrible impression, but you know that kind of Eastern musical singing thing. Am I making sense to anyone? <laughs> um, I should probably describe it better. But he's originally this uncle is originally from Bahrain. He married into my mom's family. He married one of her sisters, and he does this beautiful singing, very Eastern, and it was just just brilliant. You know, there's no airs and graces. It's just good times, good fun, togetherness, family, food. I don't know if you've been to Israel for a festival, but it's an amazing feeling because obviously the whole country's doing what you're doing rather than when you're in the diaspora and you're rushing home from work to prepare and life's just carrying on as normal for everyone. Well, for most of the country, aside from the Jews, and you're just sort of the odd one out. Whereas in Israel, everybody's carrying hot dishes to go to their family's house. Their traffic's terrible everywhere with everyone trying to get to the same places. And it's just a very special feeling. If you haven't ever celebrated a holiday in Israel, I highly recommend it as a once in a lifetime experience. So that was Passover 2017, which was wonderful. Again, when I'm thinking about these memories, I'm thinking about photos. As much as they're in my brain, I can just see the detail in my head 
from the photos that we took, even though I'm not staring at the photos right now. So I strongly recommend photos, taking photos, capturing these moments. And then obviously, how could I not talk about the COVID Passover? Oh my goodness, 2020, we were, I think we were the first people to be affected by not being able to get together for a holiday. Obviously, by the time Thanksgiving rolled around and Christmas, we Jews were expert at having a holiday and getting through it without being together. But this was a really vivid memory, COVID, uh, COVID 2020, Passover 2020, I should say, with all the screens and the Zooms. One, So we were in our apartment. We hadn't obviously moved into this house. We were in our apartment at the time. And one beautiful thing I remember was doing a Passover Zoom with all the family in Israel and my brother in America. So it was actually my brother in America, us in London and my parents in London and the family in Israel. And that was like a once in a lifetime thing because that would never happen. So that was a sort of silver lining of COVID. And then our actual Seder, I remember with the Haggadot doing it with my parents and Jeremy's parents and the food and the girls. And yeah, I mean, listen, it was different and it was memorable and we got through it. And I guess you'll never forget your COVID Passover either. I hope it was okay for you. I hope the memories were okay. And you can look back on them fondly as I am. But wow, what a what a period, right? When you think back. And then we move into Passover 2021, which we had the first night at my in-laws, Jeremy's parents who live in South London. They do the whole shebang. They turn the house upside down and clean it out for Passover. We don't do that. We don't do all the cleaning. They do. And it's a really big deal. So we we went down there and we we actually did the cooking and we cooked for them. And then it was lovely, you know, togetherness. And then on the second night, we did it at our house, our apartment. And that was the story I was telling you when my mom, my parents came over and it was sort of little did I know it was going to be the last Passover with my mom. And, you know, she shared that beautiful story. And again, thank you to PJ Library for suggesting that tradition to, to bring children in, you know, to share stories of freedom. And that's why I asked my mum to share her story of freedom. And that's certainly a memory that I'll never forget. We'll link to PJ Library in the show notes if you're listening to this with children or you know children that may benefit from PJ Library's Passover resources. Um, we'll link to their Passover resource hub in the, in the show notes. Um, big fan here. And then my mother passed away later that year in October 21. So Passover 2022, last year was my first one without her. We went to my in-laws again and it was really hard. And I'm sure anyone who's listening to this has lost a loved one and then goes through the holiday period and very, very tough, such a big hole. And yeah, just have to find a way to get through it. I think this year will be easier because we're doing it in our home. So it's like we're starting new memories and we're, I'm just so excited to sort of, you know, create a menu and see the kids getting involved and happy and creating new memories in our house. So it's been lovely sort of reliving some of those memories. And I, I, I'd love to, to hear from you as well. Smashing Life is, let's share an Inside Smashing Life. And if you're not inside my Smashing Life, Obviously, sending DMs doesn't really do it. What's nice with this is sort of the collective and the community. But, you know, maybe you can tag me in your Passover Seder nights or in your memories. Tag me at your Jewish life so I get to see them. So I want to talk a bit about with the theme of Passover, what I'm planning to break free from this year. And I think it's a really good time of year to think about what you want to break free from. 
I want to break free from, you know, I'm in my 40s now, all my life, I've sort of been very good at, well, certainly in adulthood, I've been very good at not caring what people think of me if I don't know them particularly well, or I, or I know them, but I don't know them really, really well. I am me, take me or leave me. This is who I am. This is me as the song goes. But you know that thing where you meet someone or you know someone really well and, and you just, yeah, it's more actually when I talk it through, it's not so much about people that know me well, because people that know me well know me. I'm talking about people maybe that I meet for the first time or I, I don't know particularly well. And you know that thing, it sounds really childish, but like, I really want them to like me. You know what I'm talking about? Whether it's in an interview or with a new friend you've been introduced to that you really like the vibe of or whatever it is. And I used to be very good at just sort of being me and just knowing that either it was going to spark or it wasn't. And then in the last year or so, since my mom died as well, I've just started to sort of sometimes doubt, um, you know, if I'm enough to these new people, not all new people, but some new people, some interviews, um, some new friendships. And I want to break free from that. I want to realize that I am enough exactly how I am. And I want to not put that pressure on myself to be really funny, to be really gorgeous, to be really this, to be really that, because it's not fun when that's going through your head. And to be honest, it's not very attractive probably either. (laughs) And I don't know where that's come from in the last, you know, since my mom died, it's been a thing. Maybe actually, as I'm talking the podcast, I'm just sort of talking it through and realizing. So my mom I think I've just worked it out, actually, talking it through on the podcast. You see why the, why it's good to, to, to ask yourself this? I want you to ask yourself the same thing and work it through. My mum, literally, she called me her champagne. I was just so much to her. I was everything to her. And she adored me. And, and the wave of love I got from her, I will never get else from anyone else. And it's not for anyone else to, to feel that. It's just, she just, you know, she just thought I was the best thing ever and anything I did was the best thing ever. And, and maybe since she's gone, maybe I'm, who knows, maybe don't have that same confidence. I do feel like I've got the confidence, but maybe I don't have that reassurance from her. I don't know what it is, but maybe I'm just, I'm trying to sort of put two and two together and think why, why I don't realize I am enough when I'm meeting people that I want to in inverted commas impress or whatever. I hope it doesn't sound kind of like childish and sort of a bit pathetic what I'm saying. Maybe you can relate to it. Maybe you can't. I think we all go through experiences or meetings where we feel we have to be more than we are. And that's kind of what I'm talking about. I can't even picture a scenario. There's a couple of friends that I'm thinking of, new friends where I'm thinking, you know, I hope they think I'm this or I hope they think I'm that. And I just want to get those voices out of my head about, I hope they think I'm really funny, really cool, really this, really that. It's just ridiculous. And I never used to think like that. So that's something for me to work on and something I want to break free of. And literally just the affirmation, I am enough, is enough to get you through it. I really do. So I need to practice that. Start journaling through it a bit. And the Jewish Joy Journal, that's what I want to break free of. I'd say a year ago, I would have said I wanted to break free from anxiety. And I'm definitely on that path. Thanks again to the Jewish Joy Journal. My anxiety is so much better. Honestly, it's it's really like that in day. I wouldn't say it's it's gone altogether, but it's it's good. It's in a really much better place, which I'm thrilled about. That's more or less it for my Passover podcast. I really want this to be a time to come together, to enjoy each other's traditions, to look out and see what everyone else is doing and and no judgment. If somebody wants to eat bread, if someone doesn't want to eat bread, if someone wants to 
cut out bread, but still eat pasta. Let everyone do what they want to do without pointing fingers, without judgment. It really, being Jewish isn't about judging others. It's about putting goodness in the world. As my previous guest uh, Modi says, it's about Moshiach energy, you know, making people feel good and putting that into the world. And I hope he's inspired me and I hope I'm inspiring you. You know, I've always wanted to be about that, about I've always thought about Judaism is literally and simply about putting goodness back into the world. And so I hope you'll join me on that and realize not that anyone listening to this is a judgment person, but if someone dares to sort of judge you, you'll stand up to that and and, and answer back and, and tell them, no, this is this is me. This is how I do me. And you see, I'm very good talking about it in the Jewish point of view. I'm very confident with that. Better, yeah, I'm digressing, talking about my own breaking freedoms now. But before I go, two things. First thing, make sure if you want to have your best Passover ever and, you know, get all my tips, tricks and hacks and ideas on sort of, you know, how to get the most out of Passover if you're not having a Seder or even if you're having a Seder, other things to do on Passover to get the most out of it, recipe ideas, books, even Passover movies, meaningful ways to celebrate and all that kind of thing. You'll want to download my Passover guide called How to Have Your Most Meaningful Passover Ever. You just go to yourjewishlife.co slash Passover, yourjewishlife.co slash Passover. Um, and it's a completely free guide. It's packed full of good stuff. There's lots of really cute little Passover bits and pieces in there. And the other thing I want to say is if you get something out of this podcast or if this podcast has ever done anything for you, I would love you to pass it on to a friend who might need the same. This is how the podcast grows. This is how we find community. If you've ever left a review for me before, I want to take this time to say thank you. Truly, it means so much. And if you've listened to the podcast, say more than three times and you've not left a review yet, please, can you do me a solid and leave one? The reviews are so profound. They're how we're able to attract guests to the show. And they also spread the word about what it is we do. So if you're listening on Apple iTunes to the podcast, a review would mean the world to me. I would absolutely love that. And to those of you that share the podcast on social, thank you. You are the people spreading the word. It means so much. I love you. I love you all. And I want to wish you Chag Sameach, a beautiful Passover. Tag me in all your Passover memories, past and present. And I will see you next time. Bye. If this episode inspired you in some way, I'd love you to take a screenshot of you listening in your device and post it to your Instagram stories and tag me at Your Jewish Life. I'd love to connect with you and be your Instagram friend. That would be fun. And I'd also love you to subscribe and share the episode with anyone you know who might benefit from it. I'd love you to leave a review as well. All these ways make sure that more people get to listen to the podcast and get inspired to live their Jewish life their way and we can spread the Jewish joy so that would be a lovely mitzvah if you wanted to leave a review or share this episode with a friend or subscribe so one more thing I want to tell you about just before I go today is I've got a really great handy checklist for you if you are trying to build a Jewish home or you want to feel more Jewish at home it is a free checklist literally covering everything you need to set up your modern Jewish home 
if you've got a lot of these things it's just a great reminder there's links to everything you need as well so it's really handy in that way too there's checklists for Rosh Hashanah, Shabbat, Hanukkah, Passover and lots of minor Jewish holidays as well so just head to yourjewishlife.co slash jewishhome if you want to grab that checklist that's yourjewishlife.co that's .co slash jewishhome all one word the checklist is for you whether you're Jewish, Jewish, or becoming Jewish. Let me know what you think. Drop me a line on Instagram and have a great day.